Hello, besties, and welcome back to another episode of Bestie Tales. I know I left you guys high and dry last week, but I am coming back and doubling down with a very special guest, my first ever Bestie Tales guest. You guys know that these are stories that are brought to us by you. You guys send in your stories to me, and I just read them, and I react to them. But I have a very special guest today, none other than... It's me, besties, <laughs> Nash Rudy. Nash Rudy, baby. My mans is back on the pod. You guys requested him probably more than you guys want to hear me, and I get that because Nash Nash is a wise man, and he is going to help us through some of these bestie tales. I'm so excited. You know it. I'm excited, too. Thanks I'm for having so me on. It took a long time to get to this point, but here we are. It was a long trek over here. Nash has been – we've been traveling, and then he got sick over Thanksgiving, yeah, and he's been – nonstop working and going to school. He's at the end of his class right now. Yep. Wednesday, December 6th is the last day. Last so day. technically tomorrow. Technically, yeah, technically tomorrow, which yeah. is today which for, is for today. the podcast airing. Exactly. So shout out to you. Shout out to me. For being awesome. Thanks, baby. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Now we're just gonna get we're just gonna get right into it, you guys. Okay. Okay, so the first best details goes. Hey, I wanted to say that I've been watching your YouTube, watching your TikTok, and listening to your podcast for a while now. I love you and your personality so much. You inspire me to want to keep chasing my dreams and hit my goals and continue to be a better person each and every day. I love this new segment and I'm glad I can be a part of it for these reasons. Anyways, with my rant, I just need some advice. Okay. First of all, love you, whoever you are. These are also sent in anonymously. Some yeah. of them are, so okay. I don't know who, who they are. We don't know. But we love them. We love them. So I have been really struggling lately with seeing other girls with their boyfriends and guys uh, all on social media and just in general. It makes me feel like there is no one out there for me right now now and that with the energy I'm holding right now, I could attract the wrong people. I know I don't necessarily need a boyfriend or a significant other, and I'm good on my own and know my self-worth, but I'm also at the point where I feel like no guy likes me or sees me as attractive. I shouldn't feel this way, but I can't help that I do. I know my man will come and be perfect and be the perfect fit for me when it's the right time. I know that everything happens for a reason and that my path is already laid out for me, but how can I move on and feel better about not having a significant other at this exact moment? moment. How can I not keep continuing to look at these girls with guys next to them and not even know if their relationship is worth it? How can I change my perspective and my energy slash thoughts on this? Any advice is appreciated. P.S. Love you. Love you more. Okay, Nash, do you have any advice for a bestie who is maybe feeling lonely and maybe comparing themselves to other couples on social media? Yeah, I got words. Okay. Yeah, so um, obviously this time of year is hard because it's cuff season. It's cuddle season. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's kind of flaunting their significant other because the holidays, everyone's spending time with family, whatever. Um, Second of all, um, that person's going to come for you whenever that time is. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to know when it's coming. And you're going to, it's going to get you when you least expect it. I promise. Because... As soon as Sophia and I weren't looking, oh yeah, this happened. Yes, this whole so thing. Five years. Later. <laughs> I have I have hope for the universe, but mm-hmm. no, I would say those are valid feelings to feel. Like I just said, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just kind of trust the process. I already think you have a really good attitude about it, and That's saying right. that you have your your path laid out and all that stuff. So you're already off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Already a good headspace. But just continue to go through your routine and focus on stuff you like to do Mm -hmm. and you love to do. Because Mm -hmm. when you are doing stuff you love to do, that's when you're the most attractive. You're giving out all the most endorphins. You're giving out all the signs that you're ready for a mate. 
Yes. So I know. Look at me. It's like I listen to you. I know. I it's you. like you do listen. To um, but yeah, I say your feelings are validated, but you know, just do stuff. I would say the number one thing is to do stuff that you love to do because that is going to bring out your most attractive yeah. schmexy girl yes. hormones. Like come oh, to me. Yes. And that, I think pheromones is what, what we ex- yeah. excrete, excrete. Or whatever, Excrete, give yeah, off, that right. and that's what attracts like people to each yeah, other. Yeah, and that so. attracts people, and, and males will pick up on that. Oh, yeah, they will. Um, they sniff that out. They will sniff that out. So I would say you're doing a great job. Just keep being patient. It's going to come and hit you from left field. It like will. the Smack you right in the face. Yeah, right in the face when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. I, I totally, Natch, you're amazing. I think that's exactly what hopefully all of you guys needed to hear. And on top of that, that's such a great angle. And I'm glad that you covered that. I think another angle too is that like social media. Oh, you guys, these couples on social media, like some of these couple TikTok accounts, like you literally cannot compare yourself no. to these couples on TikTok because of course, of course they're going to post the good. Of yeah. course they're going to post like the perfect little, if he wanted to, he would, or, yeah. you know, the cutesy interactions, but behind closed doors, you guys, let's be real. If you're blessed in your life on social media, we all know that like behind closed doors, there is shit going on. Everybody's fighting their own demons. Yeah, and everyone has their own stuff going on. Exactly. So I think take Nash's advice, continue to work on yourself because that is the energy, like he said, that you're going to give out into the world. And you're already aware of that when you said like, oh, that's the negative energy. I don't want to like attract those kinds of people. Just continue to work on yourself. Yeah, just keep working on stuff and do the stuff you like to do. Yes. Amen. Oh, okay. That was a really good one. You started off strong. You really did. Okay. Expectations are high. Expectations are high for these next couple ones. Okay. So the next one goes, hi, Sophia. I listen to your podcast every morning, follow you on Instagram and TikTok, and honestly look up to you. You're like the big sister I never had. I recently have been feeling super upset about the way I look and how I feel about my physical appearance. You talk about such realistic and relatable topics. I was wondering if you could touch on the idea of body dysmorphia. I used to be an athlete and played softball from the age of five to 22. Now being 23... Nowadays, especially, I constantly compare myself to those on TikTok or other social media platforms who have flat tummies and can work out at a strict time every single day. I could honestly go on and on. I just wanted to know, how do you cope with body dysmorphia if you do, and what helps you get through it? I appreciate you using your platform to help others. In in just this year, I have been listening to you. So much good has changed and changed and happened in my life. So thank you. Keep being you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Okay. Okay. Wait, Nash, you guys halfway through this, Nash's hand was raised and he's ready to go off. Take it away, babe. Okay. <clears throat> Queen. Yes. I got you. Mm-hmm. First of all, love that you're an ex softball player, ex baseball player here, yeah. ex catcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I totally feel you in terms of, you know, I was a catcher. I had, I had the thick legs and I had the thick booty mm-hmm. and I had all the, the thick Rudy stuff, booty. the Rudy booty. That's what they call my family. Mm-hmm. We got them jeans. <laughs> but first of all, being an ex softball slash baseball player, as you know, is one of the most mentally challenging sports mm-hmm. that there is. Okay. Yeah. We're following. So first of all, everyone in life loves a competitive person mm-hmm. and, you're always going to be someone that people love to gravitate towards because of your competitive nature. And that is also a very attractive trait. Mm -hmm. However, I understand what you're saying about coming from a sport and then you see these petite girls on social Mm -hmm. media. First of all, males love 
them some cellulite, Ooh. love them some big booty, Ooh. love them some big hips. Oh yeah, hip dips. Hip dips, butt whatever dimples. butt dimples. Ooh. Yeah, and I know I know that you got some thickness to you. Yeah. And oh, softball players, girl, keep thick. Guys love that. Yeah. So don't try to compare to girls that you know post you know they're eating a banana and <laughs> and and nuts for breakfast and then a salad for like no like eat up do what you're doing mm-hmm. you can adjust your uh ex athlete routine and incorporate it into your now lifestyle routine mm-hmm. and you can just make that a healthy version of what you think that is. Yeah. And it's always okay to ask for guidance, you know, like from someone like Sophia mm-hmm. or someone else in your, mm-hmm. in your realm of people. But, um, I don't know. I just have, I just wanted to say this because I'm an ex athlete and yeah. I did struggle a little bit with like, totally. you know, a little bit of body dysmorphia Absolutely. too. Like men struggle with it too. It's not, it's not just women. Obviously yeah. I think women are more open about mental health struggles, physical struggles. 100%. A lot of more women are able to to voice that on social media, but men struggle with that stuff. No, a hundred percent. And I know males that struggle with it and I've struggled with it a Mm -hmm. little bit. Yeah. So you are hurt, but just know that your body is a temple. Mm -hmm. Know that you have that upbringing and that background that you have is what is what going to, um, is going to attract males to you. Yeah. Okay. And the right man is so, and the right love man is you coming just the way you are. Just the way you are. Just keep doing things you like to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, just eat like eat stuff that you like to eat and mm-hmm. do the things you like to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, your body's a temple, so treat it like a temple. Yes. Amen. And like for all that of was the... a little all over the place, but no, I just but felt we... the way I just wanted you to gravitate towards this person. No, I love that. And you love spoke, you, Queen. Like you spoke beautifully about that. And I think also like the two sports, I mean, every, when you're an athlete, you're an athlete and you've got extra muscle, maybe more so than your 100%. other friends, whatever, but especially shout out to all of my soccer players and all of my softball girlies, because those thick calves and those thick legs and booties, like you can't beat that. Everyone loves them. Everybody loves them. Like, you know, and when it comes to, yeah, it is hot. It's sexy. Like cellulite is sexy. That it's shows hot. growth. It's hot. Yes. Like cellulite is hot. And I think cellulite on a dude is hot too. Yes. And I know that you think cellulite's hot too. Yes. And you know, that kind of stuff is like not like nothing is more sexy than I than just a natural body. Kendrick Lamar, show me something natural like ass with some strength. That's marks. what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, like, should we Kendrick. just, should we just end the podcast here? Just like, just mic drop? Mic drop. No. no but I, last go. thing, mm-hmm. I know I was, I, maybe I, in my own head I was a little all over the place, <laughs> but I feel for you. Mm-hmm. Just keep going with that mindset and everyone that you're going to be around is going to love your competitive nature and love who you are because of softball. Yes. And you are going to just kill it in this lifestyle brand. Continue to work out if that's what you like to do, or if you want to lift something else, like go, maybe you want to start doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. Just incorporate stuff that you love to do and how you love to move your body. And also please, you guys, please understand that like fitness influencers who you follow, their job, our job, I don't even know what category I fall into now, but like our job is to like, especially fitness influencers. I'd say yeah. like I started out. But you're as a more of a influencer. lifestyle influencer. Yeah, now. I would say I just share all different. Kinds and you're of very things. real when you post your gym oh. pics. Oh, thank you. Like it's yeah. not like you're well, trying I, to. Yeah, I can't hide. You can't hide, but no, you know what I mean. No, no I like do. other girls try and you know like create angles mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, like this is how yeah. I woke up today. Like where you're like, oh my god, I'm in my luteal phase yeah. and I'm bloated <laughs> yeah. and. 
I don't feel like being here. I, I want to be watching. Yeah. Um, I try because it's like I try to keep it real. But also, yeah, you guys, like you keep it fitness buck. influencers jobs are to work out. They get paid to work out. They do have. And not everyone has that luxury. 98% no. of people. Every, I don't have that luxury. The majority of people don't fucking do that but like it's what you see constantly on social media and that reality that you live through on social media is what you think is the real reality and that all these people are doing and they're if no they have unlimited time to work as somebody who has done this shit you have unlimited time to work out you can spend three and a half four hours at the gym filming content your job is to go home edit it and post it like you know what i mean and i'm not saying that some of these influencers don't work hard and whatever, but you guys know that I'm always going to keep it real. It, you cannot compare yourself to people whose jobs are to work out. That's like me going out to golf and be like, why aren't I as good as Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy? I only golf once a week on the weekends. Those guys get paid to go play. To go play. Exactly. It's completely different. Okay. So do not compare yourself to fitness influencers please don't do that and also just love you queen love love you love you okay next story is gym stalker alert Uh oh okay let me start from the beginning do you have to cough no okay I thought you were gonna cough. let me start from the beginning after college i moved in with my boyfriend to his hometown we live in a small town where everyone knows everyone i started going to a local gym which i love however i'm convinced i've got a gym stalker when I first started going by myself, I would catch this guy mid 40 staring at my ass and just giving me the creeps. You know, when a guy is being cre- a creep, yes, I do. Yeah. It went from that to him stopping in his tracks when walking into the gym because he saw me pulling in, then waiting for me to walk in so he could open the door. And after that, there's just small things that he does to try and get my attention. I should also mention for months, I would go to the gym at a certain time. And yes, creepy guy was always there. I then started going in a completely different time to get away from him. I thought it worked until he came in at that time. I was going every day ever since he's been going to the gym at that time no way that's a coincidence well turns out he's the creepy guy in town that makes every girl uncomfy you thought that was weird right well it's about to get weirder my boyfriend went to his house for his job which was checking his systems in the basement creepy guy says he has a man cave where this where the system is tell me why it's got four different bolt locks and nothing is in there Like what? He's creepy enough where I notice and others do too, but I feel like he's being sly enough where there's not much the gym can do. Plus, like I said, everyone knows everyone. I'm still new and everyone knows him. So I'm nervous. He'll find out I said something to the gym and make it worse. What would you do? I feel like, I feel like this is a true, it's turned into a true crime podcast. Like that is a future true crime right there. Well, hopefully not. I know. Hopefully not with, with not with our bestie, with but like outcome, he's yeah. giving, he's giving no, all that yeah, bad No, yeah, that energy. is super. And I also get really frustrated when I see that at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like if I see like an aggro, like middle-aged man looking at a girl yeah. in her, of course, girls in their 20s, people are going to stare at them. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be a creep about it. Obviously we're past There's this point. We're past, we're way past this point. This yeah. has been an issue. Mm-hmm. But I would say always go to the gym during the daytime mm-hmm. if you can Absolutely, i you know can. this time of year sucks because it gets dark at 3 30 p.m Why is that? i don't know and it. i know girls have like ptsd and trauma from it they don't like when it gets dark early because no. they can't go anywhere because we're also some yeah. of us are afraid of the dark like yeah me. no 100 percent. i got you, baby. Thank you but yeah no just um that's really um unfortunate and you hate to see it i've seen it at the gym i've seen girls mm-hmm. come in to work that have been stalked and mm-hmm. like 
stuff is like unfortunately happening. Nothing crazy, but like they have yeah. maybe been assaulted. What would you do? In I would position? do. I would just say always. Have your boyfriend on speed fucking dial. Yeah, for sure. Um, make sure that the gym manager, like I would honestly pull the gym manager aside and be like, hey, like since it's a small town vibe, mm-hmm. this is so-and-so. I don't care if everyone knows this guy and he's creepy. He's making me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and disturbing my peace. Well, you're technically at the gym trying to do something that's that you're trying to do for yourself. Yeah. And it, that makes you feel good. So make sure that everyone in the gym is aware of the situation with you. Because I remember we had to do that with you one time. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, 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 I've had my, and I've actually had an experience myself with having like a creepy guy not stopping, just like being weird to me. And I've also had an experience working at a gym, have yeah, somebody come and up that, to and me. And this and specific stuff. instance was you working at the gym. So it was working. hard. So right. that's why the staff knew about it. But even with this uh, specific bestie, mm-hmm. make sure that the gym knows about yeah, that. Definitely. Tell and them I don't that. care how inconvenient it is. A man will do this for you. Hey, can you walk me to my car? Totally. Walk me to my car. Somebody I, from the gym. Have yeah, them somebody walk from you the to, gym. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an employer, whether it's like a, like some other male that looks trustworthy or another woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. make sure somebody walks you to your car. Because if I if I had a woman come up to me and she genuinely was like, hey, I need you to walk me to my car. Oh, absolutely. No questions yeah. asked. Obviously, hopefully it's not a setup and on my end, but yeah. this is where that's a different. I'm no, overthinking. That's the, yeah. You're yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry, true my crime. overthinking king. But yeah, just have someone walk you to the um to also your car. Get some pepper spray. Yeah, get some pepper spray. Get some self defense yeah. um, maneuvers but going. I would definitely talk. Nash and I have both worked at a gym for extended periods of time, and I've had girls come up to me and let me know about certain members that they feel uncomfortable with, and that's totally okay to do. I know that you're in a small town and like small towns but be talking ca- shit. But who cares? Don't disturb. But don't let them disturb exactly. your peace. And also, like you're potentially not only are you looking out for yourself, but you you're looking out out for every other woman in that town and yes. every other girl that goes to that gym. And the fact and that his basement was freaking padlocked with four locks. No, this and had guy had nothing in it. No. That's so like that is so many red flags. Thank no. God your boyfriend went there. But no, I would definitely talk to the people at the gym. That's what they're there for. A gym is supposed to be a safe space and they're like there's not supposed to be creepy people there. Like you're you have a right to tell the people at the gym your uncomfortability. You're paying to go there. Exactly. And you want your experience to be good. And I'm sure you are not the first girl to feel this way about him. I'm sure every other member that's a woman probably feels the same way. Um, so just keep, keep an eye out. Keep your, I don't think you're crazy. No, not at all. I I wish that there was more we could do from here, obviously, but you just hate to hear these kind of stories because unfortunately they happen all the time, everywhere, all over the country and all over the world, which is super unfortunate, but just, you know, head on a swivel, Mm -hmm. pepper spray, and someone walk you to your car, even if it's during the day, even if it's during, if you don't feel safe, have someone walk you to the car. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with more with that, but Keep us updated. Keep us updated in the bestie chats, bestie tales, or even just like send me a DM because I need to know that you're okay. I, I will fly update. out there and like, headbutt will, this person. Yeah. <laughs> we will fly out and defend you if we need to. We maybe we'll just fly out and walk her to her car. Yeah. Every oh, day. I will. I'd be happy to. Okay. Next story goes. Hi, Sophia. I'm a new listener. My friend recommended your podcast to me over the summer, and since listening every week, I'm learning a little bit. And learning a little bit about you. It seems like we have a scary similar relationship situation. Ha ha. 
My boyfriend and I have been dating for a little over a year and a half and have done all different distance situations just like you guys. We met in his senior year slash my junior year of college when we lived five minutes from each other. We went to the same school and worked together. After he graduated, we did long distance for four four months, then mid distance for a couple months, an hour and a half drive, and then lived in the same city for a couple of months until I graduated. And now we live together in his parents' house while we save up our own money um, to get our own place in January. The other thing we have in common is that he went to school to become a firefighter and that is his career goal. The reason we did long distance was because he joined a fire crew in another state for the summer. The reason I'm writing is, yeah, Wildland. The reason I'm writing is because while I have always known that his goal is to work in fire and I've always known that type of life slash schedule that entails, for some reason, it has just hit me what that would really look like if we were to build a life together. When I think about what I want my life to be like, I picture sharing important moments and making wonderful memories and traditions. I grew up with both of my parents always around and some of my best memories are of birthdays and holidays we all spent together and sharing special moments together. Of course, I know you can work around that and create new traditions, but thinking about spending the rest of my adult life not knowing if he'll be around for something as simple as my birthday makes me so sad. How do you navigate this knowing your boyfriend is also going into fire? So- Okay. Do you want to go? You go first. No, totally. Okay. So first of all, my grandfather was a firefighter. My grandma was a nurse. My mom grew up dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first off, I'm assuming that you may be on the West Coast because there's major wildland firefighters out here. Um, But so he's ultimately trying to get into a structure department that runs EMS as well. These departments usually run either 48 hours on 96 off or 24 and then 72 off, whatever. So the first few years, I'm not going to lie. They're going to be rough. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how old you guys are. It sounds like you guys are about our age, like 24, 25, 26. Mm -hmm. The first few years, are going to be a little bit rough mm-hmm. because he's going to get mandatory overtime. He's going to have to work holidays. But however, once he promotes and once, so like, let's say he's out of the backseat, he's in the, he's the engineer and then he's an engineer for a few years and then he takes his captain test. So you're only, you're not looking at the rest of your life. Um, don't look at it as the rest of your life. You don't know if he's going to be there. Just look at it as in this first few phases, we got to get rough. Like it's going to be rough mm-hmm. because once he's a captain or an engineer, the new guys are going to come in and they're allowed to swap holidays. Like mm-hmm. guys, the older seniority guys will straight up say, if yeah, there's okay. a bid, if you get scheduled on Thanksgiving and you guys have a huge Thanksgiving tradition, he's going to go up to the probie and say, Hey, you're going to switch with me because yeah. I'm going to spend Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with my uh, wife and kids. Yeah. And then probie has nothing to say about it. Cause he's 24 and yeah. single and he's <laughs> literally the bottom of the food chain, <laughs> yeah. which is going to happen to me. Totally. It's going to happen to your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But then just know it's not going to be forever and think about it once he's done and you guys have kids, if that's something you want to do, you guys are going to be able to share all those beautiful moments. If he's retired at 45 or 50, he's going to be off forever. Forever. So don't look at it as like the rest of your life. Like, whereas like, oh my God, when I'm 70, he's still going to be doing 48. No, he's not. That's not going to be the case. No. So just know like. He's going to have so many other days off where all your other, like your girlfriend's husbands are working and mm-hmm. stuff. Like you guys are going to be able to go do like a little vacation together because right. he just has four days off. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you guys, mm-hmm. so just know that it's like a lifestyle adjustment, but it's totally temporary. It totally is. And also like with your, and we've talked to Nash's mom about this before because I was curious. I was like, how did you like having a dad as a fireman? And also one of my really close friends, her dad is also a fireman and both your mom and one of my really close friends said that they actually loved, loved that he 
their dads were firemen mm-hmm. because obviously it's not like they were dating them. But as a child, they said that they never felt like your mom was like, oh, I never felt like my dad wasn't around. He was always around. Yeah, he's actually. always around. Yeah. He was always around. He was always there. He always tried to make it work. And also my mm-hmm. best friend said the same thing. She loved that her dad was a fireman because he, he was always around and present in their lives. And even though, you know, it's not an easy career as a spouse to like, you know, be able to be in that because it's not just him that's in it like you also are yeah you embody that schedule too yeah but it's like you have to also look at how many days like he's gonna get off. he's only working 10 days a month a month okay with mandatory overtime maybe like 15 exactly like like for a while like once he doesn't get mandoed it's only like 10 to 12 shifts a month he mm -hmm. may do mandatory overtime because he wants to make more money Mm -hmm. uh depending on the state you're in like some firefighters get paid really well some don't Mm -hmm. but if you're on the west coast they all get paid relatively yeah, well yeah um so yeah just think of it as like it's it's not forever yeah like okay you may have he may have to work christmas which sucks christmas is my favorite holiday yeah, our favorite tough. holiday that- yeah and when nash and i were just talking about it because he's going to be applying to fire departments once we move across the country in the new city that we're going to be in and so it's really going to get yeah. started then but we just mentioned we just talked about how like oh no when we were driving yeah and christmas like this is our last normal holiday when we were at your parents house yeah. for thanksgiving yeah. or uh yeah thanksgiving mm-hmm. we're like yeah, this, this is, is our last like normal holidays where I like guarantee and like luckily in the ER I was I got I am only working New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. That's the only thing. I don't really care yeah, about really too care much about those. Stuff. But like I got Christmas and New Year's off mm-hmm. or Christmas and Thanksgiving off. But just think of it as super temporary and like yep. how much more time you're gonna get to spend with him and how much more he's gonna be around the house to help you. Like yeah. it's not like he gets home and he has to go to work. Like he's off. Yeah. You know what I mean? There. So if like you're gonna take the kids to school, if you're tired one day, he's gonna get up and take the kids yeah. to school and you're gonna get to sleep in an extra two hours. Mm-hmm. He'll do this around the house. Like and it'll be like stuff will just get done way quicker and I feel like you guys will develop a really close relate not that you guys aren't already close but Mm -hmm. you guys will get closer and Sophia will love this because and you will love this because she likes her alone time so I'll be gone for two days three days and she'll get to do whatever she wants to do and then when Mm -hmm. I come back it's like we've missed each other you know what I mean so it's like like something I feel like I'm so excited for I mean I already do with your 12-hour shifts but like obviously 48 hours is a lot different than 12, but like, I love my alone time. I do. And I think that that's maybe an energy that you can tap into if you decide that this is your person and you really want to, you know, marry into this lifestyle. Like that's something you can really tap into is, is your alone time. And like, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, when you, if you guys want to have kids, it's hard because you will have to be a single parent for like, two, three days at a time, but you guys will make it work. I mean, there's a lot of pros, but there are also are, you know, some, some struggles that you do yeah. have to work with. But I think if you guys are on the same page, it can and it actually sounds work like, really well. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are going to be living relatively close to the family. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. If you like, can live close to family, that'd be great. Yeah. Right? And they can always help. Like I said, I don't know your situation, mm-hmm. but like, if you guys choose to do that, family is going to be super close. Exactly. So that's, yeah. that's our, that's, that's our, our response, there. but you got it, queen. You got it, queen. We got you. Okay, next story. Hey, girl. Gosh, you don't know how much I love you. Found you a few months ago on TikTok, and now I feel like I'm one of your besties over on Insta and through your podcast. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years and have been long distance for the last year as he is in the military. And I Mm. save your podcast episodes to binge on my road trips home from visiting him. And you've kept me company and brought me so much joy. 
um, to what have been some long, teary drives home. Thank you, Bestie. Oh, long distance like that is so hard. Tell your man thank you for his service, please. Um, Okay, to continue. This is my top tier bad date story. I figure that since I had to experience it, I have free license to share it as I will. You absolutely do. Okay, here we go. A few years ago, a friend introduced me to a guy who worked at my gym and I decided I want to shoot my shot. Let's just say this was the first and last time I asked a guy out. I asked him if he wanted to go see a movie and he said, yes, what a thrill. Then the day of 20 minutes before we were going to meet up, he texted asking if he could bring his mom. Oh, Uh, uh, yeah. I laughed because, of course, this was a joke, right? Wrong. This man shows up to the theater 30 seconds before the movie starts with his mom. I was shook. It was the most awkward experience of my life. We proceeded to watch Mission Impossible. Haven't been able to rewatch it since. That's brutal. And then afterwards, we all stared at each other in the lobby. And every time I tried to ask him any sort of question, she answered for him. And he just stood there with his hands in his pockets, living his oblivious, living his best oblivious life. They both called me by the wrong name the whole time. No. And it ended with his mom extending an invitation for me to come over and swim with them in their pool sometime. Hello. What? Did I mention we were both 23? SOS. Needless to say, we never went out again and he ended up having a baby with another girl six, six months later. TBH, not entirely sure how he had the time to do that with his mom always around, but apparently home boy figured it out. Anyways, this has been the story my friends and I have all used to comfort ourselves with. Oh, we had a bad date, but did he bring his mom? No. Okay. We're doing all right. (laughs) Onwards and upwards, ladies. Whether Whether you share this or not, I hope it gives you a bit of a laugh. Thanks for bringing light into your corners of the internet. A whole lot of us appreciate you, Sophie. Oh my God, I love you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Dude, that is brutal. Okay, coming from a mama's boy, Nash, listen. Nash is a mama's boy, you guys. He is a big mama's boy. His mom is one of his closest people in his life. But But. (laughs) I would never. Never. I love you, mom. I would never bring Kristen on a date with a girl. Rudy. Kay Rudy, even though you guys would all love her. I know. She's a I would literally never do that. Literally never. Literally, literally gouge my eyes out. No, that is horrible. No, that's so tough. Like, and Um, he was was answering questions for him. Yeah, that's super bad. Yeah, that's really Like, moms are supposed to be there at the end. Like, hey, how'd the date go? Like, how was she? Like, did you guys, were you guys vibing? But like, you're not supposed to bring your mom to the date, right? That is so Um, weird. Yeah, that is really weird. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but that's also freaking hilarious. That's hilarious. I'll I'll probably be thinking about this story for a long time. But did she bring her mom? Did he bring her mom? Yeah, anytime I'm going to use that. Like when somebody has a bad date story, I'll be like, oh, what did, did he bring his mom? Oh, he didn't? Okay. Yeah, even coming, yeah, coming from a mama's boy. (laughs) Totally. Don't bring your mom on a date. There is Don't lines. bring her anywhere like that. There is anywhere. Don't bring her ever, anywhere, anywhere, ever, anywhere. <laughs> don't. Especially not on a date. Listen, don't do don't that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Public service announcement from Nash. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Period. Exclamation point. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's Thank horrible. you for sharing that. Thank you. Laugh. Yes. That was very funny. Okay. I think, is this our, okay, this is our second to last one. Okay. We're rolling here. I hope that you guys are having fun. This is so fun for I'm us. I'm having fun. This is like bonding time for us. So mm-hmm. fun. Okay. The story of getting pulled over with my boyfriend while in the middle of a sexy act. Little roadie? We can only. <laughs> oh, sorry. We can, I was just going to say, 
There's only a few things that you can do <coughs> while you are current. Well, while the man is currently driving, there's only a few things. And Nash just said it. Little, little, road, little, little road dumb. Little road dumb. Little roadie. Yeah. Little roadie piece. Little roadie okay. piece. So it says, hey, Soph, I love best details and literally cackle slash cry slash feel all the feels in my car on the way to work and wish and knew I just had to share this fucking nuts story of my now husband and I being silly young love kids. So the story is about is from about seven years ago. My husband and I were freshly dating and we were headed to a house party in my hometown. We are from a small town in the South and pretty much everyone knows everyone. It's important for the story to know this. As we were driving over to the house party, I just thought, well, you know what would be funny? What if I gave you a, a little bit of head while you're driving? LMAO, again, young, fresh, and in love. That Those, sounds sick. I know. Those were good times. We all did that. As the man he as the man he is, of course he was like, uh, hell yeah. So I got to work as he gets us on our way. I got to work. Got to work. <laughs> she, our besties get to work. What we both had forgotten is that he had a taillight out and we found out the night before. Oh, Next thing tough. you know, blue lights are in the rear view. So I freaked out and sat up immediately. Not the smartest thing to do when a cop is behind you and only sees one person in the car. The cop comes to the door playing all serious and lets him know there's a taillight out. He apologizes and lets him know he's getting it fixed and gives him his ID, blah, 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 blah. When the cop comes back, he tells us he smells alcohol and wants my mans to get out of the car. A little side note here. My husband worked at a whiskey distillery at the time and pretty oh, much yeah. constantly smelled of alcohol no matter what. Probably lives in Tennessee. <laughs> right? We hadn't been drinking, but he was still wearing his work clothes, so the cop smelling alcohol was totally valid. Yeah, that's valid. Back to the story. My guy got out of the car and completely forgot his pants were not only still unbuttoned and Man. unzipped, but his belt was fully undone. The cop literally chuckled and of course told him that whatever he was doing with his pants open was not allowed and shot me a look. After my husband told them about his job, they checked him out and they let him go. No ticket for the taillight given how we gave given how we gave him a huge laugh during their relatively boring night. I found out the next day that the cop recognized me and told the whole situation to his sister who just happened to know my mom and told her the whole story. Fuck. We were definitely over 18 at the time, but I still lived at home and my mom gave me so much shit for the longest time. LOL. Small town gossip. Am I right? I would love oh to be a part of God. small town gossip. That is hilarious. That's a good story. That's well, a I'm good. Not, old... Oh, it's not. Stuff. Oh, it's still going. Oh, no, oh. Just a little bit. Well, it's just too late. It says my husband and I are now living across the country, far away from our small town and still talk about the story at least once a month and just laugh our asses off. Thanks for reading my best detail and just know, I hope it makes you laugh as hard as it makes us laugh now from that is, that is so funny. funny we've all kind of had like maybe experiences like that maybe not with cops but i'm sure that there are a lot of besties out there who maybe have been fooling around and maybe given the roadies town, yeah the given ro the roadies okay that's the, really funny that's hilarious that's that, that kind of low-key almost happened to us when when we first met oh yeah that did yeah yeah uh, we were we were hanging out my fucking Berkeley PD pull you know, up. Like, whoop, whoop. No, they did, but they didn't. They didn't stop. No, or they anything. didn't stop. I think they just flashed their light, like their they, beams they at us. Oh my god! No, they totally beamed us. There's the no tint on my car. No tint on the car. And it was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> oh my god! Brutal. Yeah, but we were so young and in love. I know, and I think he knew that. He probably he was that. catching the vibes. He was catching the vibes. He's so like, he, just, he brighted us, and I was he's like, like, "Oh they shit!" They trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe we were just having a deep talk. Some sometimes the car gets steamy yeah. when you're just talking. It, it happens. It, it happens, happens when you're young and in love. Like literally, nothing matters besides you being with your person. 
And yeah, no, it's, it's just so, epic of memories. It's so, oh my god, it's so fun. Like it's that is fun. super fun. That's a good story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, Bestie. thank you for sharing. Okay, so this is our last one for tonight. This one's a good one. This one's you're you're gonna have to drop some wisdom. Okay. okay? Right. And I think this is gonna be super relatable for a lot of our besties. So it says Okay. Anonymous, please looking for advice. Backstory. I've been with my now husband for eight years. We started dating back in college and we are now 29 and 30. He's my best friend in the entire world and I love him to death, but we've been having an extremely hard time with our sex life over the last couple years and I'll take most of the blame here. At first, our sex life was great. It was college. We were young. We do it all the time. Fast forward to me turning 25 and I got the Mirena IUD because Mm. we never use condoms and I was awful at remembering to take the pill. Mm -hmm. I'm now 29 and still have the IUD. So that's four years of having the IUD. Anyways, when I first got the IUD, our sex life was still fine. We had just moved in together. So it was an exciting time. We were still thriving and living a post-college party lifestyle. So lots of drunk sex, et cetera. But then probably around 26, 27, a year after having my IUD, my entire sex drive mood and everything about me pretty much changed. Mm. I started breaking out, never broke out my life before that. I was never in the mood to have sex, became extremely moody on and off for no reason, always tired and always bloated, just not good. Now at 29 and married, this all has remained the same. I work out regularly and eat pretty decently, but my lack of self-confidence and loss of sex drive for the last four years obviously is not contributing to a healthy relationship and things aren't really bad elsewhere. Obviously we got married, LOL, but it feels like a sexless marriage. I'm not ready to have children yet, so I've always been scared of getting off the IUD, especially with everything I've read about hormonal crash that comes with getting off of hormonal birth control. So I guess my question slash where I need advice is, how can I get my sex drive back? And is this truly an effect from the IUD all all these years, or could something else be going on? How do I get my self-confidence knowing, get back my self-confidence knowing I'm just disappointing my husband and making him feel bad every time I say no to having sex? I feel like because we... We so infrequently have sex. Now it just feels weird and off when we do it. Ugh, this is more of a ramp, but please help a girl out. I'm too young to not be having amazing sex with my husband all the time, LOL. So I feel like this is probably something I can start off with yeah, because this ahead. is this is pretty much our story yeah. in another version. Oh, yeah. Um, Nash and I can definitely relate to this experience. Now, obviously. I can't sit here and tell you, oh my God, it's the Moraine IUD. Take it out. You, it's the worst thing ever. You guys know I'm very much for hormonal birth control for the right reasons. It helps out so many women. Mm-hmm. It empowers them. It makes a lot of women feel amazing. But from my personal experience and just the stuff that you described with your sex drive, your mood, and feeling like everything about you changed, that is what happened to me. And it happened around the year and a half mark when I had my IUD and I started experiencing all my health issues with it. it? Um, She's had it for four years now, but she said around 26, 27, a year after her getting her IUD, her entire life, everything changed. That's kind of like, that's kind of on brand with what happened to me. Mm -hmm. So can I say like, take your IUD out? This is going to solve everything. It, It might, it might not, but I will say for me personally, my IUD was the sole reason I felt completely disassociated from myself. I felt numb. You guys know I've talked about low sex drive and low libido. Um, and that was the main reason I got off of birth control was because I literally, I tried to hang out with myself, you know, have some self-love time. 
And I could not even, I couldn't feel anything. You guys couldn't get off, couldn't feel anything. I was numb. And that's when I knew something was really wrong. So I was like, okay, you can always, everybody can always hang out with themselves, you know, and show themselves some self-love, but like that I couldn't do that. So I'm not saying that it is that, but I, I do think that there could possibly be a linkage to it. So I encourage you to research do your research about the Marina IUD, about low sex drive, about all the different things. Um, and just know that you don't feel, you are not alone. Like you may feel alone, but you're not alone. So many women deal with low sex drive, no sex drive. And, and Nash and I have experienced this in our relationship and it is one of the most defeating yeah. things ever. It is one of the most, mm-hmm. you're, it's okay. Nash is yawning over here, but it's one of the most yeah, it's super defeating. It's just so defeating. For, for not, and it's not like I'm like, oh my god, babe, what the hell? Right. No, it's like for it's both just a parties. Bummer. Yeah, exactly. it's just a bummer because you wonder like why mm-hmm. because you're young in your 20s and you should be going all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say like people say, well, get your blood work done. Your blood work's probably going to be fine. Yeah, that's the bummer. You know is I mean? that a lot of this? I mean, I do encourage everybody because it might it might not be, but it sucks because a lot of people. But she's like she works out all the time. Yeah. She like your mm-hmm. blood work is most likely probably fine yeah maybe but, get um, your hormones but checked also bestie 29 year old bestie i don't know if you read spicy books or not okay but that really helps sophia <laughs> um, which helps us which helps us and <laughs> yeah. um no just like take time to just fantasize about you know yeah like fictional stuff mm-hmm. like that you would also love to partake in yeah so I feel like that helped you. Yeah. I've I, helped us. It but helped like- us. Yeah. I would say the spicy books. Yes. Yeah, spicy audio for sure. But also having intimate conversations with your partner. Yes. Like this is something if you have not yet shared with your partner and with your husband, you have to share this with him. Like let him in on how you feel. Because as soon as I, like once I told Nash that I feel nothing towards him, towards myself, towards my body, and that I felt completely disassociated from my body and I had no sex drive, that changed the trajectory of our entire life. Because at that point, we were like, okay, what's going on? I did my research, found out it was probably linked to my IUD, got it taken out in our life, our lives. It's been a journey since then, like Mm -hmm. for the past three years. And it's been the most incredible journey that Nash and I have been on together. Me getting off of hormonal birth control, I don't want to speak for you, but you can yeah. say this yourself, but I think it has strengthened our relationship in a way that I never even knew was possible. Oh yeah, 100%. Like we are now so intimate with each other, but also find out what intimacy means to you. Because I know mm-hmm. for Nash and I, like having deep conversations, yeah. sharing a bottle of wine. Oh yeah, is, that's the best. It's the most intimate thing we do. Yeah, no, like really we love that. And then that intimacy, when you're able to connect with your partner on a deep level, like conversationally, they hear you out, you hear them out, whatever you guys are talking about, it doesn't have to be about sex. Yeah. Then it leads to like, you wanting to maybe do it more, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I would say like, obviously it seems like maybe you're not ready to get off of hormonal birth control. I want to say that there's a hormonal crash that comes off, comes with coming off of birth control. Does your entire life change? Absolutely. But it's the most incredible journey that a woman can go on to be in tune with your cycle, to be in charge of your fertility, to know, like, you know, everything about yourself when you track your cycle and your hormones are leveled out. It's the most incredible experience. But if you don't, if you're not ready for that yet, some advice that I have for you is 
definitely start reading some spicy books. Look up spicy audio. Um, I really like the app. Oh God, what is it called? Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N. I think it, it's a spicy audio app that you can download. It's so awesome. It's got some great like audio erotica on there. Um, that can help you get in the mood. And then also just like talk to your partner. See, see how this is affecting you. It's affecting your relationship and really see if you guys can have some intimate chats. See if that helps you guys. And you guys will find something that will work for yes. you and that will spring those springy feels. Springy feels again. And you are not, you're not, you're not alone. alone. You you're are not, not alone, alone at all whatsoever. You and your mans are not alone. And this is now, I guess you can look at it as a new chapter and a new journey that you two can go on together. And you guys are going to be such better friends yes. because of it. Yes. Because there's nothing more because intimate. Because of it, like then talking about intimacy. No, like, yeah. When you really strip that back and you're able to openly converse with your man about the feelings you have about yourself intimately, about them, about you guys together, like that will bring you guys to a whole different level. If you're able to openly talk about sex, the right, the wrong, the good, the bad, the ugly, the all the different things, what you like, what you don't like, what they like, what they don't like. If you're able to openly talk about that and hear each other, I mean- that levels up your relationship in a whole different way. But we love you. We love Everything's you. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything Hopefully will be okay. That gave you some some advice. Um, and I know this was anonymous, but like send me a DM. Send me a DM if you want to chat because I just know what it feels like to be in your position because I was there. And I just want to let you know that there it will get better. There, there is a time in your life where your sex drive will come back. You will find out what intimacy looks like for you. Don't compare yourself to other couples and other things that you hear or see on social media because your intimacy and what sex looks like in your relationship is going to be different than anybody else's. Yes. Couldn't have said it better myself. And that's that. That's that. That's that. Nash is gassed, you guys. Nash, I mean, that. see... The best details. The best details got the best of me. I know. They really no, did. But yeah, it, it's always awesome chatting with you guys. Let Sophia know if you want me back on the pod in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't gas him up though because then it'll send his ego through the roof. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But this was so much fun. Thank you for joining Thank me you, on today's You're welcome. episode, babe. You're welcome, baby. I think you gave Thanks some really great advice. Thanks for having me from advice. the kitchen. Oh my God, of course. I was like, Nash, you're coming in on this. Um, but we love you guys. And thank you so much for listening to this today. If you shared it, um, we appreciate you so much. And we love you. And we will talk, talk to you, to you soon. Bye. Bye.